0: This is the On The Pony Express podcast, part of the On 3 Network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Emboddy. Billy Emboddy. One, two, three, Ready, we go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On The Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Emboddy. It is battle for the iron skillet week, SMU versus TCU. But first... Uh, SMU did get a commitment this week from one of the area's top players, but I've got even bigger news to share. That's right. My wife, Michelle, and I are expecting our first child in March. So really excited about that. I uh, want to appreciate all the people who reached out uh, and, and said congratulations and giving advice and all of that. But we are excited. So lots going on in the Embody household uh, as we prepare for our first uh, child to come through. Couldn't be happier, uh, but did want to uh, share that. We shared that on the board and uh, on social media this week. So it'll be a fun time. So never a better time to tell you guys that we are running our uh, Iron Skillet Week special at OnThePonyExpress.com. You can subscribe for 50% off annual subscriptions to our site. And let me tell you, you're going to want to jump on board quickly because SMU is red hot in recruiting. And before we preview SMU-TCU, We've got to jump into the big news that dropped this week, and that is Desoto linebacker Brandon Booker making the call to commit to SMU. The 2024 linebacker was a one-time Baylor commit, then committed to Stanford this summer before backing off that pledge uh, early this senior season. And for Brandon Booker, you know he's somebody that I've known for a long time. That that profile picture you see if you're watching on our YouTube channel took that picture coming up on two years ago which is pretty wild to think about but for Brandon Booker to end up at SMU is one a sign that the ACC move in recruiting is paying off and I'm almost finished up with a big article on that for on theponyexpress.com but him staying home is a big recruiting win at a position where you lose Chris Adamora after this season you already have Zach Smith as your 2024 linebacker commit. And SMU was kind of in a position where, all right, now that you're in the ACC, it's probably a position you want to address more. And they do that with Brandon Booker, somebody that I like his closing speed a lot. They send him off the edge. They put him in coverage. He has a knack for forcing fumbles. He's a gamer, and I really enjoy watching him play. I saw him a couple times, including in that state state championship game for DeSoto, they're gunning for a second straight uh, state title under Claude Mathis, the former SMU running backs coach who leads the Eagles over there, uh, the school that gave SMU James Prochet as well. So um, DeSoto has been good to SMU. And uh, that also is a second commitment on this current Eagles team, which is joined by uh, Davion Singleton the uh, four-star 2025 wide receiver that is committed to the Mustangs. And they're going to keep pushing at that school. It's one of the state's best programs. For SMU to reel in Brandon Booker, I think this is a sign that they still want to address that linebacker position with a player of this quality. He had offers from LSU, Texas A&M, all over the country. uh, But he visited SMU for the spring game. Commits to Baylor quickly after that. I think it was the next day. So, Then you get into the summer, and he was really high on Stanford. They opted to take his commitment. And then going into his senior season, he ends up deciding, you know what? I can play in the ACC and play for SMU. And they never let up here. He's one of those guys that they would have taken a commitment from. Really, no matter what, um, they view him that highly. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in person next month when Duncanville and DeSoto play in one of these states and really countries top high school games this season that you're going to find so look for number 31 out there brandon booker he's a a fun kid really nice kid uh kind of uh not goofy but goofy in a way uh so i always enjoy catching up with him he's one of my favorites uh in this 2024 class just from a personality perspective and he's not afraid to uh, uh bring that physicality as well and 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 i think he's going to be one of uh, those guys that we look at and 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 maybe we see him rise up a little bit more as uh, the rest of the season goes as far as his rankings um, on the services. But pretty much all everybody has him as a high three star right now. So a really nice pickup has the offers, has that winning mentality that SMU is trying to bring in. So uh, anytime you can get into a program like DeSoto and bring in a kid like Brandon Booker, it's good news for SMU. That does push them up in average recruit ranking. They're now 12th in the eighth. In the ACC, we have moved them over to uh, the future conference uh, for the Mustangs uh, in terms of the ranking. So saw that as well. Um, And that's what you want. You want to have that quality. SMU does have a small class. I expect that to change in 2025, uh, which is a class that continues to roll. We will pass along what's next for SMU on the recruiting trail at theponyexpress.com. So be sure to subscribe. Again, 50% off annual subscription. So about 50 bucks for 12 months gets you all the way into next season, the first season of the ACC. So it's a good time to jump on board. We've had a ton of people jump on board. If if You might be smart to just ask one of your SB friends if they're on the board. We've had that many people uh, jump on board um, with us. So it's been an exciting time in that respect too. When it comes to Everything that I have going on in my life right now, with our baby on the way, getting the house ready, we're going to start touring the daycares, I'm on the road going to high school games, I'm headed down to Houston tonight, eating a quality meal is really, really tough. And that's why I'm thrilled to announce one of our new partners at OnThePonyExpress.com, and that is HelloFresh. And I've talked with a lot of people about this when we first kind of contacted them in terms of Bringing them on board, and this was a no-brainer. And I, I, you know, it's been a minute in terms of this being locked in. We had to get our sample orders and all of that, and they came really quickly um, through their door-to-door delivery uh, that they that they offer. And so this was the perfect time for us to kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook, cook up a tasty meal. Right at home, they do the hard part and you get to take the credit. And my wife had a call going on. And meanwhile, I was cooking up in the kitchen our pork tenderloin, couscous, green beans. Obviously, she knows it's hello fresh, but you could fool me with some of this stuff. It's that high quality and took me about probably 28 minutes, including heating the oven up to get it done. So, pretty easy as well. And when it comes to options, uh, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes forty recipes and over a hundred add-on items to choose from every week. So as we get deeper into this, I'm looking forward to exploring that menu. We had a couple other things this week that were really, really good as well. Um, and again, for me, when it comes to my personal experience, I love to cook. I really do. And this is fun because it gives you. That added bonus of I'm actually learning to cook something new here, and I can replicate it in the future as well, which is nice. So um, all of those things when it comes to HelloFresh, and you know it's really quality uh, food and quality ingredients, and all of those things, and they have different kind of categories you can pick from in terms of what you're looking for. So they do a terrific job. So we've got a promo code for you guys. Go to hellofresh.com/slash fifty. Pony and use code 50PONY for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's 50, the number 50, PONY as your promo code for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. And look, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, is here for you. Try it today. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50pony and use code 50pony for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Can't beat that. So appreciate HelloFresh for jumping on with On the Pony Express. It is SMU-TCU game week, and the Mustangs were back on the practice field preparing uh, for this one uh, on Tuesday. And Wednesday, we were able to catch some some practice with the Mustangs. And the big question this week after a Prairie View A&M game where – SMU did hold out some of their uh, players for that one in a obviously a 69-0 uh, beatdown of, of Prairie View A&M. How would the team look physically from an injury standpoint? And Justin Osborne is back at practice with a heavy tape on his ankle, and that's something to keep an eye on. I think that him practicing both days is at least a good sign that he's going to give it a go. And as SMU gets into game day, it's going to be a total feel thing because I felt like on, on Wednesday, he looked better than he did on Tuesday moving around. Uh, But he does have to obviously play on it and be explosive and be able to move guys off the ball. I mean, TCU does have Dominic Williams in the middle a big defensive tackle. That is a, that's a problem uh, at times for, for opposing teams. And if SMU is going to run the football, that's something that, the Mustangs have to be able to uh, get the most out of their offensive linemen. They can't be, you know, playing with four four offensive linemen in that sense. A guy trying to gut it out through injury. So the good thing for SMU, Cam Irving back. He did play against Prairie View A and M. They also have Logan Parr, Ben Sparks, PJ Williams. All of those guys are options for SMU. The Mustangs did hold out Marcus Bryant, but he's been back at practice. He doesn't look like. It doesn't look like there's anything wrong with him at, uh, from that left tackle perspective, uh, which is good news for SMU. Because, look, they're going to have to contain a guy like uh, Jamoy Hodge. They're going to have to contain uh, a Dominic Williams. Those are guys that do have some of that playmaking ability uh, for TCU to to really be a problem. And Johnny Hodges is, is obviously an issue as well. Um, and I, I feel like looking at this game, SMU has the opportunity to control this one, and I think a lot of it starts with SMU's defense being up to snuff this year. You know, this isn't a defense that, at least through three weeks, is looking like a problem for SMU. They're looking like a strength. And somebody asked me, I was on with SiriusXM this morning, and I was asked what What's the strength of this SMU team?" and I, and I said. It's the defense. I mean, when you look at their defensive backfield and what they've been able to do with adding guys like Chris Megginson and Charles Woods, Jonathan McGill to go along with a Brian Massey, um, a, a Brandon Crosley, a CJ Sanders, they added uh, Ahmad Moses is back, all those things. This is a group that has allowed a little bit more time for that defensive line to get home. And at the same token, You have this defensive line that is pretty special as well. You know, they have a lot of talent up front with their size and athleticism and Jordan Miller and Elijah Roberts and Elijah Chapman and Devere Levelston, Corey Roberson, Nelson Paul, Cam Robertson, Isaiah Smith. All these guys are making impacts for SMU. And this SMU defense is being platooned on and off the field. I know it sounds like, oh, well, if you've got all that depth, you know, you don't have, you know, proven difference makers and things like that. No, I, I think this defense, the way they're able to take advantage of that depth is sh- is helping them move up the ranks. They're top 40 in yards per play. They're right around top 25 in terms of total yardage, but um I like the yards per play a little bit more. It just, you know, Oklahoma had two short fields um which is, you know, part of football, it happens for everybody, but yards per play is a better indicator and if SMU can be safely in that top 40 in terms of yards per play, that's a good good piece of news for SMU. So they don't have really any injuries from what it seems like. Brandon Crosley was back at practice in a red jersey, which is good news for SMU um, as he was held out uh, really more so for precaution for, for TCU. Um, but he was back at practice this week as well. So look for SMU. They're going to uh, need everybody. They're going to need everybody to make a difference and step up and and do all those things um, because they 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 have the they have a tough opponent on their hands uh, in TCU. They have an opponent that can absolutely make um, life difficult uh, for this defense with some of the different matchup issues they present. But uh, this is a defense that has the depth to really make everything you know that they want to kind of happen um and and so i'm really intrigued if they can contain chandler morris they have a good shot shot to win this ball game um and and you know if they want to kind of make amani bailey who's very very talented beat them i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i think smu's shown at times and again ou had some success with Toby Walker, for example, but Marcus Major was generally held in in check. If SMU wants to make one player beat them, I would kind of be okay with Amani Bailey being that guy. The only thing is, is how much does that run game make you think in in the secondary, okay, who comes to run? And then all of a sudden you're getting beat for an explosive play. The key for SMU's defense this week is limiting the explosive play. Last year, 270, I think, plus yard explosive plays change the course of the game and we're able to beat SMU. That's the difference in the ball game in a one score game. And we'll get to the offense in a bit in terms of what their keys are. Cause there are some things from last year that they've got to write in terms of the ship, but SMU being able to limit explosive plays, which I think they've done a fairly good job at would go a long way in this one, just overall, because SMU does have that secondary where they've rolled enough. Look, I, I think my concern is when Oklahoma dialed up a couple key play calls in terms of scheming up guys that needed to get open. You, know, you look at the first touchdown, that was a bust. That was corrected um, from what Scott Simon said. It was also you know, partly on him for not getting the play call in quick enough. Um, then you look at uh, the the last touchdown, I think it was, and it was just a great move. Just an absolutely great move by Jalil Farouk. Uh, to make it happen and so there there are moments where smu has broken down here and there and i think the safeties want to clean a couple things up and and i think they've they've got a chance to do that you know they're a little bit more comfortable together now um you know, playing with a jonathan mcgill and rotating and doing some of the different things that they do um that it's one of those things where maybe they can get it done and and limit this tcu offense and you know talking with some tcu beat writers this week i've done a podcast frogs insider i've done uh, the Locked on Frogs podcast. I've, I've you know, talked to uh, some of the other media members. And this is a TCU team that you know, has questions at wide receivers. Savion Williams hasn't exactly been that stud that they needed. John Paul Richardson is a, a guy, Oklahoma State transfer, who um, has made some news talking about the rivalry, but leads the team in receiving. They've got Jared Wiley. They've got some pieces, and especially Jared Wiley, a really good tight end. But they haven't seen it all come together yet. You know, Colorado week one, you can look at that game from the vacuum of what well, Deion Sanders has done a really nice job with Colorado, but you can also look at it from, well, it is week one. Is that really TCU? Is it giving up 40 plus points? Is it uh, churning up almost 600 yards of offense? Are they that bad in the red zone? All of those things. They went down to Houston and handled business against a Houston team that I don't think is that good, but offensively, they can move the ball. They haven't been able to finish in the red zone uh, very much. Uh, Chandler Morris did have two bad turnovers in the red zone against Colorado. But what he can do is he can pick up yards with his legs. And I think that's a concern for for SMU's defense. You know, this is a defense that did give that up a little bit with Dylan Gabriel. I think Chandler's a little quicker. He's not an incredible athlete, but he is good and shifty in that sense, which I think maybe can present some problems if SMU doesn't break down and tackle. You know, looking at safeties, Brian Massey, Brandon Crosley, they might be the keys to the game defensively for SMU. Obviously, pass rush would be great and all those things. But if those guys are put in tough positions where they're in coverage, they need to break away from coverage. Oh, there's my guy. They're in a tough position. Anytime you have a quarterback that does what Chandler Morris can do from a scrambling ability, you can be in in some tough positions. SMU has to stay disciplined in that regard, but they also have to tackle. When they have an opportunity to get them on the ground, it has to happen uh, to try and limit some of those plays that he likes to do, picking things up. So SMU's defense is the strength of this team right now. And uh, until somebody explodes and and has a huge day offensively, I think you've got to like where where this defense sits. You want them to continue to improve their tackling, which they continue to work on but it's not as obvious as it was last year because they're playing with better depth, better effort. They're fresher. They can play harder because of that. And I, I think we're seeing that pay off a good bit. I tell you though, one thing they haven't done much of is get a, get takeaways. And this is a, this is a critical week. If you're looking for a time to get a takeaway for SMU's defense, this would be a heck of a time to win the turnover battle um, against TCU because That turnover battle was critical last year as well in Ford Stadium. So you might be wondering, guys, I am wearing a SMU shirt, and I don't normally do that at all. Um, But we have another new partner on the podcast, and it's Red and West. And this is funny timing on this because um, we were just at SMU OU, and this is a company that actually started um, really as as an Oklahoma brand. They, they had OU, um, uh, you know, a lot of, um, it was basically all OU gear. They started in, in Norman and, uh, they started red and West because they love the pictures of old college football coaches wearing, and and they wanted to wear the same styles of shirts that they did. Um, and there's that photo of Ron Meyer handing two footballs off to Craig James and Eric Dickerson. And, uh, they've tried to, uh reproduce that photo in the, in the polo and all those things. Um, but they have updated that look that, uh, you see, and, uh, they updated it with that breathable, um, fabric that, you know, pretty much all, um, you know, polos have nowadays with, with just that, you know, ability to breathe a little bit better. And the thing I like about red and West is they have, a really good price point. So when we discussed doing this, they they said, you know, we're, we do free shipping already. We have a really competitively priced polo and let's just let it ride. And, and people will see the quality that we put this together with. They're a small family-owned business and all of their products ship out of Norman. And look, I had a great time in Norman, got a lot of friends that are OU folks. And that's how we actually got hooked up as they're expanding their line and they're going to have hats in the future and more smu gear but they started with the red and the white polos and for me again they're a different look you don't see this very often uh with these type of polos but um you know to to have this very you know throwback look it's it's pretty cool right now to have i think uh, people are really embracing it and i love that they updated it to that breathable fabric so Um, They're going to be creating more apparel for SMU. They just started in 2018, making one product for one school. A lot of my OU friends have Red and West gear, and they've really jumped on that bandwagon, um, I guess, or schooner, uh, so to speak. Uh, But for SMU to now have a Red and West representation is big. And and, uh, the team there uh, has guys in, in the DFW area, so I've been able to work with them closely on this. I'm really excited. Um, to put this all together with them, so they're going to be a sponsor for us throughout uh, the 2023 season, and uh, we hope you guys will will check them out and get um, this Red and West gear that they've that they've broken out because it's really really high quality. It is um, just again a great family owned business that I'm excited to partner with. So go to redandwest.com. Um, And if you have any questions about sizing or anything else, you can email them at gameday at redandwest.com and they'll get you all squared away. Um, And again, give them some feedback on what you want to see for SMU in 2024, because they're going to be making that as well. So I just want to show off my new shirt. Um, I know I don't usually side or whatever, but man, this polo is great. Love it. And uh, so looking forward to working with Red and West in the future. So check them out. And if you do get a chance to say on the Pony Express sent that, sent you, um, do that for us, please. So check them out, red and We flip over to the offensive side of the ball for SMU. And this is a team that is coming off of, a pretty smooth performance for the most part against, uh, Prairie view, a and M, uh, they scored nine offensive touchdowns. Obviously the block field goal last week was the other one, Um, But to score that number of touchdowns is impressive no matter who you're playing. And I I think there was some kind of choppiness to the offense, you know, a little bit. um, They had their second drive ended by uh, an interception, which was kind of just thrown behind Roderick Daniels by Preston and pops up in the air. They get an interception. And I mean, you know, you you just got it. You got to put it on them. Um, and, And so those are that's probably the only thing that really, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, that 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 wasn't too great. But you know, I like what SMU was able to do um, running the football. Even I, I just think getting back to that commitment on the ground uh, was important. Uh, Kamar Wheaton averaged almost five yards of carry. Tyler Levine came in and averaged almost six. Uh, they obviously that we talked about it on the post game show, but they held out Jalen Knighton and Belton Garner due to suspension. L.J. Johnson did get nicked up early in the game. Um, and he finished with four carries for four yards and uh, came out. And, and so that is something we're watching very closely. He was working off to the side with trainers at practice this week. And uh, so he's going to be, I would say, questionable for this week from what we've seen. Um, so that is very important as far as watching that unfold. And, and we'll see kind of what happens there with him. Um, but this is a big opportunity for this SMU offense to show why they have all the pieces to be a championship-winning offense, and I, I think the world of what Preston Stone has done, waiting his time, uh, waiting for this moment. This is his. This is his coming out party. This is. This has to be his coming out party. And it doesn't mean he has to throw for 500 yards. It doesn't mean he has to throw for six touchdowns. He has to hit the opportunities that are potential game changing moments. And when you think about Preston Stone's demeanor and his passion, all of those things have put him in this position to be SMU's starting quarterback and have. This opportunity ahead of him, but he's also just, you know, his fourth career start coming up and we need to see him make kind of that, that game changing play. He has had some incredible throws throughout the course of this season already. I'd like to see them just take another step up when it comes to the deep ball or just fitting something in a tight area a little quicker. That's what you're going to have to do against this TCU defense. I'd like to see SMU go very aggressive and test Josh Newton. I'd like to see them really test Avery Helm, the Florida transfer. I think that is one of those calling cards of how Rhett Lashley has been able to succeed uh, calling plays for SMU is being aggressive. And again, I'm not going to belabor the point. I don't think they need to be cute this week. I'm okay with a traditional trick play kind of deal. But some of these, you know, the reverses, and maybe TCU doesn't have the team speed this year to do this and defend this. Maybe. Maybe it's, it's very different from Oklahoma. So that could be something there. But the reverses, the jet flips, the things that haven't worked this year for SMU, Maybe this is the game that they stay in the playbook and let Preston stone, let this offense just go to work. You know, the flea flicker against Oklahoma, Oklahoma had been disciplined all game. They'd open the second half. They try that set them up second and 10 or second and 12. Cause Preston scrambled and, and lost a couple yards. It sets you up behind the chains and SMU had had opportunities to make just the simple plays and move the ball. And they had done that too. So this week, again, Joe Gillespie's defense is very simple. It's three or four calls. They will kind of mix a couple things up, but not much. And they're going to rely on their fundamentals and discipline to defend you. And so for Preston Stone, he's going to have to anticipate windows. Well, this, offensive line, you'd love to see them have their assignments down very well to, you know, build off a double and get to the second level, to seal a guy the right way, to have the tight end set up the the right um angle to to allow the running back to make a move and, and get upfield. All those things, all those little things that haven't fully clicked too often for SMU in the run game or in the offense in general, this is the week that it would be critical to make it all happen and and so for Preston Stone to have an opportunity to have this coming out party which if he comes out and does basically what he did against Oklahoma but hit an explosive play or two that is a quarterback that probably has done enough to win you the game and I'd like to see Preston Stone take that step I think Prairie View A&M opponent, whatever, talk about that that was the right step in the right direction for Preston Stone for Jordan Hudson he was back healthy Jordan Curley back healthy had a big game they had a lot of people kind of get their you know feet wet in terms of making plays for this offense and they probably have a little bit of confidence cooking off of that and so it's important for SMU to to continue to build off of that and and keep that going because uh this is a group that has uh the the playmakers it has. A lot of the talent to make everything happen that it wants to and if it doesn't I think this defense is going to keep them in the game but I think it's time the offense really capitalizes on opportunities and and goes into Fort Worth and and does some damage this is a TCU defense that has some of the, the guys that can make a difference Josh Newton guys like that but I, I think the overall team speed is something that Colorado was able to expose. And SMU has a lot of that. I mean, I'd love to see Roderick Daniels, Jake Bailey, a little bit more on the field together even. I mean, that's the type of issues those two guys could create. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll happen. I'm just kind of speaking in in general because... I thought Colorado just exposed TCU's defense in a big way and kind of how to attack it. So I wonder how much SMU is watching that film. But um, look, we're going to be able to watch it 11 a.m. Central on FS1 and see what Rhett Lashley has cooked up. He was the offense coordinator for that 2019 game. I didn't think he called a bad game uh, against TCU last year, Um, but those backbreaking turnovers uh, just kill you when when you have those. So um, that is something to uh, keep an eye on as SMU goes through it. Another thing to keep an eye on is ticket prices. And to do that, you got to use our friends at GameTime, GameTime.co, or download the GameTime app to get the latest and greatest ticket deals. And buying tickets to the Battle for the Iron Skillet or any of your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I tell you what, guys, personal experience here. SMU, TCU has kind of been a tough ticket to get, uh, just talking to a bunch of people. Uh, but now you're seeing maybe on game time, it pop up a little bit more, but it's still expensive. Well, guess what? Somebody bought tickets the other day on another site. am not gonna say it but they bought them. And I said, well, why didn't you use game time? Could use promo code pony and get $20 off your first purchase. They go, oh, I've just completely forgot. Well, would have saved you $20 and you wouldn't have pay- paid as much money for those SMU TCU tickets. And that's also because the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest t- growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, and the official ticketing app of On3 and on theponyexpress.com. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use uh, promo code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem code PONY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. So as we close out this edition of the podcast, prediction time and keys to the game, I think for me, the keys to the game in this one are simple. SMU or TCU, whoever capitalizes in the red zone with touchdowns are going to have the best chance to win. I've seen a lot of both teams. Red zone seems to be the bugaboo for TCU. Same thing with SMU, kind of that lack of finishing consistently, I think is, is really what SMU is watching for when it comes to the red zone. SMU has to take advantage of those opportunities. SMU needs to get more out of its kicking game if called upon a clutch 47-yard field goal. When called upon would be nice from Colin Rogers. He hasn't made a long kick this season. So SMU needs to be able to finish offensively. They need to take care of the football. They need to win the turnover battle. An extra possession, maybe two, would go a long way against this TCU offense that will put some pressure on SMU. Kendall Browse is a good offensive coordinator. Um, TCU had some success last year against SMU, but this SMU defense has the depth, has the talent to make this a very looking, ga- very different looking game from last year. Remember last year, SMU-TCU in 2022 ended up a 42-34 game. The jumping over the long snapper penalty that SMU got called for ended the game instead of giving the Mustangs an opportunity to score a final touchdown and send it to overtime. Playing clean, playing within yourself. I think SMU, most importantly, learned a lot from last season's emotional outburst against Sonny Dykes because that's what it was. I mean – they came out trying to do way too much and then they settled down and they were able to get back to playing football. They were able to mount a, mount a comeback and make it a game. Um, this This week, I expect them to be in a little bit better situation from a headspace perspective. So um, I'm, I'm, I am I'm think SMU is going to get it done. I really do. I think they're going to be able to take home the iron skillet. I think they're going to win 31-27. Um, I think this is a game where we always tend to see a field goal or two. But SMU is going to be able to uh, to do do just that and 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 come away with the win. I think, like I said against Oklahoma, it's funny the way the game worked out. I felt like if SMU could either hold OU, and at that time we didn't really know too much about the offense, but I felt like if SMU could hold OU to under thirty, they'd have a shot. I mean, granted, they had a shot regardless, but I feel the same about, about TCU. If SMU can hold TCU to under thirty, they've got a real good shot. It's about capitalizing on opportunities. I think SMU has a more complete team right now than TCU. The question is, Is are we going to see a talent disparity overall enough to allow the Horn Frogs to keep the iron skillet in Fort Worth? There's a lot of questions about this TCU team, but I think SMU is up to the task from a veteran leadership perspective. I think they're going to play with a little bit better mindset in this one, and they'll be able to take their shot at the Horned Frogs Bring on the iron skillet, 3127. So quick reminder, guys, we'll be back on the boulevard next weekend. Be sure to order the official game ball of SMU. Go to BigGameUSA.com. Use promo code BEON3 for 10% off your order plus free shipping. Uh, had a bunch of these fly off the uh, shelves since we've partnered with Big Game USA, but wanted to remind you guys, check them out. The official game ball of SMU football. You can check it out if you're going to the iron skillet. Go see what the balls uh, they're using look like on the field. Preston Stone, Kevin Jennings, they designed those. So check them out, biggameusa.com. Find the SMU football and use promo code BEON3 for 10% off your order plus free shipping. With that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. We will have a lot more to cover in our post-game podcast on the After Stang Show, so be sure to check that out. Appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to the site this week. We've seen a huge uptick. Uh, And subscribers, again, taking advantage of the Iron Skillet special, 50% off annual subscriptions to OnThePonyExpress.com. Lots of recruiting scoop on there for you guys. I am headed out to -to back-to-back high school games Thursday, Friday, and then bright and early, 11 a.m. Central on FS1 for the battle for the Iron Skillet. It'll be SMU-TCU in the 102nd meeting of that game. We'll be there for full coverage of it. So appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you after the game with the After Staying Show. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMUOn3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to ontheponyexpress.com for more coverage.